This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nick Acosta, as always, starts the show. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, News Talk 830 WCCO. We mentioned with Rusty the news that Representative Craig was assaulted. Um, suffer bruising, and they don't believe this is politically motivated. Uh, and she's thankful to the D.C. Metropolitan Police for what took place this morning. If any further information comes out, we will certainly pass that along to you. We have the vice president of the United States heading to St. Cloud. Kamala Harris is heading there to tout electric vehicle investments in the city. And I did not realize until I read the trip story how St. Cloud, just reading from this story, has emerged as a leader in renewable energy last decade. The city's wastewater treatment plant is using waste from local food and beer manufacturers to create energy uh, and fertilizer. And last year, the wastewater facility was set to become the first in the world to produce hydrogen fuel and oxygen on site. Mayor Kleiss also sets the ambitious environmental goals for the city. Nearly a decade ago, he pushed for the municipality to be carbon neutral by 2030. Not taking into account the city's hydro dam, the city met the goal in 2020. I Did you have any idea at St. Cloud? Was this uh, progressive and this successful in that area? I did not. Kudos to the Granite City. Yes, correct. So... Let's talk about evaluating vice presidents and how we do that. And who was the last – it's not possible now because, you know, I got my team, you got your team, I got my team, you got your team. That's, that's the world, you know. If, if you have just the honesty, just a praise or call out, you know, it doesn't matter – that you've had her in. So what about this time? What about that time, even though you may have said it? But can we think of a last vice president who was viewed as so effective, and in this case it's he every time, but Vice President Harris, that there was a fair amount of praise for him across party lines. So uh, I'd love to have you chime in. Cities one talk and text line, 651-461-9226. I've said this before. I'll say it again. About a decade ago, seen stories about then Attorney General of California, Harris. 
I was impressed. Seemed to be someone who was a center-left person, wasn't afraid to be tough on criminals, didn't fit into a stereotype as more of a further-left Democrat, and received some respect from Republicans, and I thought, here we go. She's going to be a factor. She becomes senator. She's going to be an even bigger factor. I remember thinking at the end of uh, the Trump, well, middle of Trump's first term, I, I think I said it here. She's going to be the next president of the United States. And when she had that first really good debate, we took a picture of me putting ice on my shoulder and saying I was <laughs> I was patting myself on the back so much my shoulder hurts. That was her last moment of success. Her campaign after that list of people was a disaster. She didn't make it to Iowa. And when she does her interviews, I think they're often one of the greatest word salads. She laughs in odd spots doesn't address issues, and it's not an easy position. Listen, you're the second in line to be the most powerful person on the planet, so automatically it's a difficult job. But when you're the vice president and you have your own views and then you got to fit them in, the president, that's not easy. I just think with answers, she – I just left, left, leave myself shaking my head almost all the time I hear an interview. Like, what? What? Give a direct answer. And she's been given some daunting responsibilities, you know, the border. But again, in the infamous Lester Holt interview last year, she was terrible. I mean, you know, I'll get there at some point or just all the answers. She's been given a few other difficult assignments. But, okay, let's go back to Pence. Pence's main responsibility seemed to be to stand off to the side of Trump and to look at him as if he was the second coming. He just had that that look of, I couldn't be more proud. And a lot of times Trump was just being Trump and saying things that, you know, Mike Pence would never even think about saying. But he just had that look, permanently epoxied. To his face. <laughs> kind of like the hair on his head. Yes. Just permanent epoxy. Yes. It was just right there. <clears throat> Even when the uh, the bug was on his hair <laughs> right? during the, the debate. No idea. Nothing phased him. No. Nothing phased him. But it seemed like he further helped Trump with the evangelicals. Right? Because Mike Pence is very outspoken in his faith. He has appeared many times in front of faith leaders, not just in Indiana, but across the country. And Trump was already doing well in that area. But it helped even more. It's not like he needed Pence to win Indiana. Then you get to Biden. You know, Biden seemed to have a definitive role with the stimulus, right? And seemed to have a definitive role in the Senate, like as as a conduit. When Obama, too often, I thought, kind of tried to fly over D.C. 
You know, kind of like, well, that's just easy. And you'd say, uh, hello, you're, you're the president of the United <laughs> States. It's not like you can't just completely detach yourself. You know, this isn't like uh, Sydney, Australia, you're coming. Yeah, it's just Australia. Obama, to me, that was <laughs> he had a funny line about it. What a lot of people have said, why aren't you more involved? And he said, you spent time with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> you know, but it seemed like, you know, Biden might be a VP who, because he'd worked bipartisan as a senator in some parts and seemed to be have a role, seemed to have a role on him even, him and McConnell worked together. That's when Lindsey Graham did the video, right? If you don't love Joe Biden... There's something wrong with you. He had the reputation of a deal maker. Deal maker. So maybe Biden might be the one. Cheney. Cheney was masterful. And let's not forget, he was the one who was in charge of screening candidates to help select W's VP. And he finishes up and says, George, I got your guy. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at him. And, I mean, is he the most powerful vice president we've had in decades and decades and decades? I think a lot of the left, as far as voters out there, viewed him as the guy who was running the show, right? Yeah, right. Unfairly, I think. But I think one rep – I think I'll, I will always wonder, since since W was – reasonably bipartisan as the governor of Texas that, and obviously 9-11 not happening has way bigger ramifications than this. But if Bush picks someone who did not want payback for, for the Iraq war, like W and Rumsfeld and Wolfowitz all did, they all still were seemingly mad that, Previous President Bush hadn't killed Saddam Hussein. And we're just so naive in how we're going to be greeted by liberators, greeted as liberators in in Iraq. What kind of presidency Bush would have had if it wasn't just driven by the neocons? You know, Gore seemingly was elevated by Clinton. You know, it was kind of a generational pick. President Bush had Dan Quayle. Quayle got mocked a lot. <laughs> yes, he did. Right? Probably the most mocked from his debut to spelling potato <laughs> to the Lloyd Benson. I know Jack Kennedy. You're no Jack Kennedy. <laughs> President Bush, when he was Reagan's vice president, incredibly accomplished. War hero, ran the Republican Party, CIA, ambassador to China. But he really didn't seem to fit in with the Reagans, right? So do we really know how we evaluate a vice president? And should there be more defined roles as opposed to go to St. Cloud, go on the road, go to funerals, and have that phone ready in case 80-year-old yeah. Joe, something happens. It's a powerful position without a lot of power. Yeah. Unless they really define roles. Like, mm-hmm. they gave Biden some defined roles, and Cheney just grabbed up a lot of power himself. <laughs> well, yes. Right? You know, so 
How do you evaluate a vice president? Should we sp- – I don't know. I mean, normally the biggest night for the VP is two nights ago when you're sitting there and you just – and you get a lot of leg work. You got to stand up a lot. You're doing your squats. You got to be in shape. No question about that. Got to be in shape to be the VP. It helps. It absolutely helps. So, I mean, do we get excited when they like if you were in St. Cloud and and you saw the VP, I think that probably would be something, I guess. With a photograph. Right? Sure. Yeah. Probably means more to you if you're a Democrat, obviously, than if it was your Republican and it was, you know, Mike Pence out there. But are we fair in how we evaluate a vice president? Because most of the time we pay really no attention to it. And a lot of times, I mean, honestly, Pence, we paid no attention. And Kamala, we're not paying a lot of attention to. Joe actually had a role. And maybe some of which Joe had just been around so long. And then he was going to go away and live this great life. And he's, and he's addicted like all these mm-hmm. guys are. They, they, they love the power. Let me know what you think. Cities one talk and text line. 651-461-9226. All right, I. <laughs> you told me the theme. I would have picked it up. It's all Dean Martin. It's not all Dean. Oh, Martin, no. sorry. It is National Pizza Day. Mm-hmm. I did go to a pizza place today. I'm. It's a pizza place I normally like. I didn't like it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say the place. I'm not because normally it's pretty good. Did you order something out of your comfort zone? Something uh-uh. different? No. 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 Really? This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, disheartened. A national pizza day of all days. Yes, yes. Every song you hear will be pizza adjacent. Pizza? They're not gonna be they're not gonna hit you directly in the face like that's amore. But you may have to think a little bit. How does this relate to pizza? But they all relate to pizza. Can we have a prominent entertainer right now? And most of his bit is he's drunk. Is that's what Dean Dean Martin just decided to completely embrace the complete goofball, <laughs> falling down, being a drunk. We've got Carter's guy, uh, Foster Brooks from that era, also. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right, and he just acted like a drunk all the time. But I mean, you see Dean with the Rat Pack. There's Frank looking great. There's Sammy, as talented as any. And then there's Dean, who just is acting like a dope, who's too drunk to know what's going on. He continues to play the dope, and then also when he sings, he's got this great voice. Yeah. Can you just be the 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 lush hmm. now? You might be able to pull off being the lush, but I think that's being a little that's a little different than being the drunk. Yeah, I think we've probably taken alcoholism a little bit more seriously yeah. in the last decade or two. Right. I don't know if that shtick will fly I, with America anymore. I'm a little skeptical also. I Maybe I need to read more about Dean and what he thought of that. I think there was a documentary the last couple of years about Dean. I'd be curious. All right, we're talking how do we evaluate a vice president, right? So let's look at a lot of your texts here. Plenty coming in. Thank you to uh, Cities One for sponsoring the talk and text line, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. 
For me, vice president's evaluation would be determined by how much influence they had on policy the president wanted. I'd have to agree on your assessment, Mr. Cheney, at being the top of the list for that. Added that I would hope they would prove suitable if they uh, became president. Well, that should be the, the number one thing. But we were talking about this with Brad during the break. More often than not, you know what it is? Can you win me a state? But when's the last time that's happened? Joe Biden wasn't going to lose California. Mm -hmm. Don Trump wasn't going to lose Indiana. Barack Obama really wasn't worried about Delaware. No, but I think it's more than just a state. But I'm I'm just saying about that state, too. Mm -hmm. W didn't need Texas. Uh, Clinton, it was like the youth thing with Al Gore, Dan Quayle in Indiana, you know? Well, I John McCain didn't pick Sarah Palin to win Alaska. No. You know, same reason I don't think Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris to win California. You know, they picked women because they wanted the women vote. Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris not only because he gets can check off women, he can check off African American. Oh yeah. I mean she she Checks a lot of boxes. Yes. John McCain picked Sarah Palin because um, he was running. At the time, Obama was this phenomenon, right? And, I mean, he's getting 70,000, 80,000 people. And as much respect as I have for McCain, that race, he was dead in the water and needed something, a spark. And he had picking someone, as we would find out, was completely and totally unqualified that's your opinion yeah <laughs> and if you go back and watch any of those interviews you will agree <laughs> with my opinion i mean she gave a fabulous speech here you know and then we found out there really was nothing there and lost mccain the idea of hey i've got gravitas i've got experience mccain uh obama's a kid well <laughs> i just picked her and <laughs> She thinks she can see a lot. She thinks she can see Russia. You know, well, you look hard enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, more text here. I think the VP should be the loser of the presidential election. How about that? That's how it used to be. How about that? Vice President Trump right now. <laughs> or how about Vice President Clinton for President Trump? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Would that be better? I think Don as the VP might be better. Hiller's really, really close, though. Mm. And you probably could convince me either way. It's probably a good idea that they changed that when they did. Yes. VP's role is largely ceremonial, making it very difficult to evaluate them. There are more flies on Pence's head right now than Democrats in St. Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who cares? Well, I decided I cared. The vice president's here, and you're one heartbeat away from being the most powerful person on the planet. So, and we're doing a radio show. Yeah, let's. Yeah. You know, we got we got segments to get through. You're the backup quarterback. Yeah, you know, you got to be good on the clipboard. You got to be good in the room. But on Sundays, it's not a whole lot to do. She, uh, Chad, I couldn't agree with you more about VP Harris. She's beyond disappointing VP and quite honestly disappointment to the DFL. Well, they're only the DFL here, the Democrats. Uh, she's beyond embarrassing here. 
try and speak gives me hives. Might be a little bit much. And a number of other points. All right, well, you know, I think we summed it up. I think I think uh, if the vice president wants to call in, we'd have her on. Sure. And she'd give us that goofy laugh if we asked her any questions, I guess. She'd probably pound out a few talking points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah she stays on the talking points. Speaking of uh, lines, <clears throat> I mentioned this the other day. Tell me the movie with the most memorable lines. The movie... You think of, and it's not really one line, you know, it's not like make my day, mm-hmm. you know, but a movie, which for you, when you think of it, line after line after line comes back. Because to me, and we're in agreement on this, one movie is by far the leader. What do we want in a movie? We want entertainment. We want to laugh. We want drama. We want great writing. We want acting. We want to, uh, this visual pleasure. We want to remember the movie, right? Five minutes later, five hours later, five years later, we want to remember this movie to me, by far the most memorable lines. What do you got? I don't go to nearly any movies anymore. I watch them at home, and I, I used to be a... 15-movie-year person. I'll get back into it, but now you can just see them so often on the couch. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to get back into it. But what do you have for a movie with the most memorable lines? Let me know. Call. Throw out a few of the lines. You can call in, spit them out. Let's go. That's even better than texting. 651-461-9226. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 